Yo, it's good, your boy, South Beach 706. On this week of KTSCF episode 79, we talk sneakers, sneakers, and more sneakers. Uh, we talk about uh, the sexiest man alive, and is it Paul Rudd? Um, and Silk Sonic, along with a little bit of the update on the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, and much, much more. Happy in. All right, that is done. They found it. <laughs> they had a placard and everything. <laughs> like, you know, this is this is what it eats. I'm like, if I knew people were paying money to watch raccoons, y'all could have came to my trash can anytime between like <laughs> 2.30 and about 5 a.m. when I lived in South Carolina, and I could have showed you all the raccoons you wanted. Yo, what's good, your boy? Sopri706. This is KTSC Av. Episode 79. I got the episode number right this time. Uh, yeah, we're going to do nothing. We just kick it, and we have a, a full house. Very packed in here, not social distancing on the podcast. Hopefully, everybody's vaxxed up if you can be. Uh, we have uh, myself, the Tech Messiah, Mr. Savage, uh, the lovely uh, Rev Run, and special guest uh, PJ from uh, Reduce Lunch. And L is hiding somewhere in the, in the, in the shadows, but that's neither here nor there. What's good with y'all? Hey. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was like, I don't know what is good with me. I don't, I don't <laughs> out here black. I respect I'm checking that. my list. I'm checking it twice. We about to roll the pack on Sammy the Dyke. We know when you are sleeping. Okay. okay. We know when you are awake. We know when you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. Oh. That's how I'm doing. Happy uh, belated birthday, Sammy Socialite. Uh, uh, yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, uh, uh, Marcus, how, how was your week? <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. Oh, it's pretty good. Just uh, same old, same old. Some... <laughs> I'm, I'm thrown off by the, uh, the Christmas jingles. I feel like we just kind of overlook Thanksgiving per usual. But, we haven't uh, even, right. I haven't even bought a turkey yet. Man. Like, respect the holiday seasons, respect Thanksgiving, respect it for the racist holiday that it is. What facts. PJ, long, long time no see. What's been going on, man? Hey, man, living the American dream, whatever that is. Um, but just working, um, working on some new art. That's about it. Hey, man. I mean, at, at least you know that that uh, that that upset Bills win is going to keep Urban Myers with the Jags for the next decade. So you guys should be <laughs> be excited <laughs> for him to ruin your to ruin Trevor Lawrence and everything that uh surrounds surrounds him. Uh, T- Tech Messiah, Mr. Savage, what's what's good, man? Oh, I'm good. You know, I just got back in town from Mississippi, so I feel rejuvenated. Oh, I just went home. Um. And I just feel great. Uh, the reason why, and I understand uh, Sammy just had a birthday, which is definitely good. Um, I just didn't, I don't like when people talk noise. Like at the end of the day, you know what you did. Um, you guys can go back to episode 76 and, and rerun that if, if you know. And it's like, you got to be accountable for your actions. You know, you want to be 
basically you're a phony. Like you want to be one way and then you're the other way. You support mental health and then you don't. And then I see you talking about, oh, we're doing stuff with you for views. Nigga, who the fuck are you? Who are you? Like for real, like who who's Sammy? Who knows Sammy? You walk around with an ugly ass ice trays on, tie-dye shirts. Nigga, what the fuck about you? Like for real, dude? Now I seen the dude like deleted me, and I'm like, wow, like really? Okay, so I wanted to roll that pack up nice and tight tonight. You know what I'm saying? So if anybody knows Sammy, let them know that I am talking to him directly about him. Thank you. Actually, uh, I do like the ice trays. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to go out of my way to get them. But if I were to stumble across a pair, I'd probably I'd probably wear them at some point. But but going to that, because um, I know, PJ, you wanted to kind of discuss sneakers with um with our episode a few episodes ago yeah. uh, where we had a conversation about, you know, just being a sneaker head and reps and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a pretty funny story. I was at work the other day and this guy, he was like, yeah, man, I noticed your sneakers, blah, blah, blah. I like them. Are you a sneakerhead? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, man, me too. And I was like, okay, cool. So the last few days I've been seeing him wearing Team Jordans, <laughs> old LeBrons, um, you know, just regular Team Jordans, just regular, regular stuff. Um, you're not a sneakerhead, sir. You just wear sneakers. But, you know, leave it up to the young bucks. I, I respect your game. Right. But, PJ. Let us know. Let, let us know where you at on that, man. Because I, I, I felt like I might have kind of offended you, and that's something I definitely I, don't like to do. I really did feel attacked. You know, I, I was, I was riding with my, with my girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like we just we just out and about listening to the to the podcast, and I like. I knew I knew you was talking about me. I was like, damn, well, damn, I feel attacked. Like that's how you really feel, brother. Let's let's pause okay. real quick. Give us some backstory for the people that may not have heard that uh that last uh part, uh Tech Messiah. Like what 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 are you alluding to? What are you referring to? Well, okay, sorry, my mute was moving slow. So with me and sneaker heads and, and different things like that, um, I do know that you do have a certain community, especially the, the white people that will wear the the reps or replica sneakers which is what they call them now, which, I mean, I guess before I really knew how much they cost, I was like, nah, because to be honest with you, I've been fooled into buying some reps in the past. Like um, there was this dude named Abraham. He used to sell sneakers out of out of trunk of his car in Orange Park Mall. And he had like some fire red fives, but they had a bubble gum. They had like the, um, I'm sorry, they had the tan bottom. And I was like, dang, these are hard as hell. And I was like, I don't remember these coming out. And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, dude, trust me, they came out. So I bought them. And like two weeks later, they're leaning already. Um, the inside, like the sole deteriorated on the inside, the insert of the shoe. It was just a horrible experience. And so since then, I was like, you know, that's just not something that I do. And like I said, if you felt like I personally attacked you, which I did kind of. I was talking about you, and so I do apologize uh, for that because, you know, I was in the wrong, and, you know, at the end of the day, man, you're, you know, one of the bros of the podcast, so, but it's just something that it's hard for me to kind of recognize it because it's like, you know, I may be struggling trying to get me a pair of, you know, the the Lightning 4s. And then somebody will just have like a rep pair, and I'm like, "Well, damn, you know, this isn't the which, same as the." Which, by the, by the way, you know, I like 
I looked out on those like my first time um, winning on the sneakers app was the Lightning Fours, and I and what's funny was like I entered just for shits and giggles, and they were just like you won. I was like, oh shit! I've I never won on sneakers. The app. So if I want the Lightning Fours, I'm looking at $300. But like I said, it just, because when you wear reps, then I feel like, okay, well, I don't know. It's, it's tough, man. But I'm going to go ahead and give you the floor. That's pretty much the backstory. Um, and like mm. I said, I apologize to yourself, um, yeah, your girlfriend. Fine. You know what I'm saying? My, my bad. <laughs> it's all good. But um as far as like how I stumbled upon like just my choice on wearing reps. And by the way, you know, all, all my sneakers aren't, aren't all reps. You know, I only have like maybe two or three pair reps um, or UAs as they, as they call it. Um, I, ha I happened to stumble upon like, it's this guy named MK the truth on YouTube. Um, check him out. Like he does a lot of um, sneaker reviews, like, um ua sneakers uh retail sneakers but he goes into the reason why he buys um replicas and he was pretty much saying like they're pretty much like the same material that they they come from the same shops that um nike gets them from and it's pretty much like you know um well they call b grades for a reason so whatever nike uh chooses to like leap leave behind you know that that's what everybody gets like as far as like reps but um for me um i just refuse to wait i just refuse to pay um like five ten times the amount for a pair of shoes that's gonna like deteriorate and something I'm just gonna wear. Like I, I don't buy shoes to uh, sit there and collect dust. Like I buy shoes to wear them. Like I wanna look fresh in them, you that's know? Good. So um, that's where I'm at with it. I feel I like that should be, uh, I feel like that should be normal, like buying shoes to wear them. That seems like that's what I do. Like I'm not a, I'm not a quote unquote sneakerhead, but I feel like if you buy shoes, like I feel like the purpose is at some point is to wear them. I I, I agree, you know, but you know, a lot of people like they they want to sit on them and uh, like just see how much um, value they have, and I feel like that's that that's just stupid. Like because they're they're going to deteriorate. I feel like who would want to pay who would want to pay like thousands of dollars for uh, a crumbled up shoe especially like certain shoes like you know your threes or your fours like though the midsoles on those like those crumble like over time so um yeah just wear your shoes man so, so wait 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 let me turn the table no i have now i feel like i am being personally attacked because yeah i, I do I am, too Go ahead. <laughs> i am i am one of the people that uh i, I wear like I'm kind of like on hiatus with my my sneaker purchases um, because the the game has gotten out of control, right? Right. It's gotten to the point where, like, back in the day, I sound like an old person, but 
like I remember where you could pull up to the store and uh, ask. Like I was out of town one time, right? And this mm. is when the uh, the Flints, the thirteen Flints, came out. This is in Orange Park. Mm-hmm. I asked my mom. Well, hold on, pause. Go, not not in twenty twenty. No, like yeah. twenty thirteen or twenty eleven. Yeah, yeah well, the original joints came. Out. I wasn't at the house. I asked my mom to go to the store and, and try to give me a pair. She went to the the finish line at Orange Park Mall. She was like, "Yo." My son, he's out of town. You know, he's trying to get these shoes. Can you try to hold him a pair? I'll give you some money. Dude was like, you not got to give me any money. Like, I will hold you a pair. Just come pick them up. Now, if you're not familiar with the Flint thir- 13s, it's the uh, the Jordans that uh, all Cowboys fans get flamed for, for like the typical uh, Cowboys fan outfit with the love Cowboys jersey, the, the jean shorts, and the, the Jays, that color. Very popular colorway. Back in the day, no line, no fighting, no shooting. She just... No. Went to the store and got the shoes, no problem. Today, yeah, it's not they'll, they'll, they'll sit there for like a whole like I, I'll give it like they'll sit there for like maybe a week, like they everybody get a chance to buy them. Yeah, that's yeah. how it was back in the day. Now, for me, these are B grades right here. Now, these aren't goat, like these are real from the factory. These are the, the mellow, um, uh, class 2000 two and the reason why they didn't buy releases because like the red from the shoe like kind of bleeds or something like that and i mean i sat for a while and i was like do i really want these shoes because rb grade i don't know what i'm getting into Mm -hmm. i did end up buying them because just the colorway is just like i I love it the black and yellow sorry my computer camera is gay no no offense to jesus christ my, my bad. It means stupid. I'm sorry. But anyway, like th- this is a B grade from Jordan. Um, I'm one of the people, I'm a sneakerhead that I don't really wear my shoes. Like, honestly, this past weekend, I just now wore my DMP sixes for the first time. Those have been out since I want to say April 2020. So I've yeah. had those for over a year and I just whipped them out. Like, I don't not never wear them. I let everybody else wear theirs out and then I'll wear mine when I feel comfortable. I still have um, a pair of twos from 2004 that I haven't worn. Well, I've worn them once and the midsole did collapse. I need to get the, get them, uh, get the sole swapped on those. Um, So I get what you're saying. Like I'm one of the types that, you know, I buy the shoes. I don't really wear them that often. Like I, I wear, I buy Jordans and I wear Air Maxes. That's how I kind of do. Like for whatever reason, I know it's weird, and I've kind of accepted that I'm more of a sneaker collector than an actual, you know, like a wearer of shoes. But that's just because with the pandemic, and then I don't really want to get some of my premium shoes dirty, so I just don't wear them. Like these, I've only worn one time. I mean, they're not a premium shoe, but you know, mm. I just don't have anywhere to go to wear them. But I definitely get what you're saying. Like, if it's from the same factory, I looked at some people on TikTok that said, like, you know, the quality is A1. You're still paying $130 to $150. I mean, I, I can't say that I would try it. I'm not sure. But, I mean, with the way the game's going, hey, do, do you if you want the shoe. Like, yeah. I really wanted them um, – what is it called? The There were some dunks, the Ben & Jerry dunks. Mm-hmm. And that was the last shoe I tried to get on the um, sneaker app, oh, and those were over a thousand dollars. And I would get them and not wear them. 
you know, so, you know, if, if you can wrap it up and then get the pair too, by all means, you know, like I said, I apologize. Don't want to offend anybody personally, but you know, different strokes for different folks. I remember going in line. I remember getting the, um, the cool gray 11s and I seen this old lady get trampled and her arm broken. I, I've been to Regency Square Mall and seen them shooting it out while I'm running through the, the mall with freaking bread 12, I mean 11s. Like I, I, I've experienced all that. So listen, like I so I like I was one of those people that camped out like all night for the Concord 11s. I was at Orange Park Mall and it was like a bunch of people like it was like people that was like still in the mall when the mall was closed like hiding in trash cans for these fucking concord 11s and i end up like going out empty-handed that's how bad it was and i had to get it from a reseller because i wanted those shoes really bad but I get you. I, I was there at Orange Park Mall too, and I was lucky enough to get them. And I thought I was gonna have to fight for my life that day. Like, I was walking around the mall with my hand on the scrap, and the other hand, well, full filled with the bag. They're actually in my closet now. I still haven't worn them, and they've been out forever now. So, so for the people watching on YouTube, these are the shoes I'm talking about. Like, these are from like when I bought these years ago. Like, I probably count on two hands how many times I've worn these shoes. Like, they're pretty much brand new shoes like but partly is because i didn't want to mess them up because i only had one pair yeah right? they, mm -hmm. they re-released them recently which if i bought another pair i wear these more but like like coming up you know how it is man for for people some people in our community that are a bit impoverished at times you want to mess up your shoes like right. i love this shoe and if i were to get these messed up or get caught out in the rain on a bad day and these got destroyed i'd be very upset I mean, it's a beautiful shoe. Look at this. Like, it's nice. These and, are the special and, occasion joints. Like, and I can like, understand that. You know, um, you know, uh, some some shoes have a lot of sentimental value to to people. Like the Concord Elevens. Like they're they're like you know very. Um, I'm trying to find a word. Like I wouldn't say like they're highly sought out. Yeah. Like for for me, like that's the that's the first pair of Jordans that I ever saw and that that I ever wanted, but I could never get them because like you know my mom my parents couldn't afford them. Yeah, so but they're, my finally, they're, my huh? they're my grail. They're my grail. They're my grail shoe. The Concords. Mm-hmm. That's why I haven't worn them. I, I told somebody this two weeks ago. I was like, I'm saving them until I get married. Like, and what I'm gonna do when I get married? South Breeze will be there. And the whole crew would be there, and everybody's at my wedding party. I'm gonna buy them all a pair of Concords, and that's what we're gonna do. Like that—that's my Grail shoe. Oh yeah, and it's that cousin, important to me. Yeah. My cousin, when she got married in October, on the first actually, her husband and her his entire wedding party all wore ones, and, like save them up for a special picture. We did not. Um, I wore sandals, but that's not the point. Yeah. Well, and I guess kind of to the point with the the comps, or the the shit. What are they called? The uh, what'd you call them? The concords. No, no, not the concords. Just the the replicas, I guess. Yeah. Like, or UAs, I think he said. UAs. Yeah. So if I could find a good pair of UAs for those, I would buy them. I wouldn't care because I, I know I already had the shoe because I oh, like yeah. how they look. Right. Like, pe people wouldn't 
wouldn't know they were UAs unless you told them. Yeah. Like that that's how good they are. And then like these these legit checks um are bullshit. Like a lot of people sell uh replicas through StockX and they pass the uh legit check. Yeah. That's what I heard. I'm 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 not a I'm not a post. I said that on the same episode that uh Tech Messiah was talking about. I was like, yeah, I mean Depending on what your collection's looking like, like if I had a pair and they weren't like over priced, I wouldn't care if they got messed up. Like I, I don't like. I like how they look, but because I only had this one pair, um, I'm, I'm a little bit uh worried about them getting, you know, some tragic tragic accident. Um, uh, I don't know if I told the story in the podcast, but one time I was visiting some homies in Augusta, right? And I may or may not have been. Yeah, that was unnecessary, but continue. This is this is part. Of, well, damn it. Well, whatever. <laughs> trying to put our city out there. So I was visiting the homies in Augusta. I had a pair of the uh, thir- 14 lows. They were white and baby blue. Pretty much same condition, never worn. So our man may not have been like underage drinking at the time or around uh, underage uh, people that were drinking and, and the liquors. And we might have been like near some woods and the police may or may not have showed up. And I may or may not have took off in two said woods where as I ran, running, 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 I stepped down really hard. I stepped out really hard and my brand new shoe was gone. The shit was like, you know, a foot deep in mud and I wasn't going to recover them. So I was upset. Those shoes were in pretty much pristine condition and they were gone off of a whim. So that's why I'm a little bit, a little bit paranoid uh, with some of the, the sneaker escapades, depending on where I'm going, where I'm at. But big message, don't underage drinks. Not not a good decision for you out there. But. Yeah. And I know something similar happened to me with some 14s. Um, this was back in 98. I was at uh, Jeb Stewart Middle School. My mom had bought me, the, this is the last pair of Jordans she ever bought me. They were some white 14s with like a hint of teal and the bottom was black. And somebody broke it. Like, like they pushed the locker till it tore Broke in my locker and stole the shoes. I only wore them once. And I still haven't got over that. Like, I'm like, dang, I, I ain't even. Hmm? I remember those. I, I had, I had, those were, I had those in fourth grade. Yeah, I had them in, I think I was in seventh or eighth. And I had them and somebody stole them. And that was it. My mom didn't buy no more Jordans. Like, I was another kid that my mom would buy some stuff, but she wouldn't buy everything. Um, I always tell people like another shoe that was a grail for me was the uh, Uptempo Airs uh, that they, they re-released it recently and I did finally get them. But that was a shoe. I wanted that shoe so bad, badder than anything. I mean, I remember like I put them on my Christmas list. I made good grades. And then my motherfucking dad, God rest his soul, bought me some Grant Hills and I was so pissed off. Then I tried to, I didn't wear those. I was still wearing, I had like eights at the time. And um, I was still wearing those. And then I wanted some high-tech boots. He was like, hey, throw away your eights. I'll get you the high-tech boots. And I was like, man, I still want these up-tempo airs. This nigga bought me some Jerry Stackhouse Velas that were white and green. They were so God ugly. And I ne- like I never had that shoe. And that was like the popular shoe of any kids in the 90s was the up-tempo airs, never had them. Like for the longest, even when they kept re-releasing, I kept missing them until finally, um, you know, one of my exes, she ended up getting them for me. 
And I was like so happy. Like, I don't think I've ever been that happy in my life. And I know that's not like some premium shoe, but it it meant the world to me when I was growing up. Like, I really wanted those Scotty Pippins with the big air on the side. Like, that was a cool shoe. I finally got it. So, like, South, like, South Breeze, like, I, I know um, on, like, the episode a couple, it was like a couple episodes ago, you was talking about uh, the the Air Yeezy, the the Nike Yeezys. Yeah. Like, the Red Octobers. Yeah. Like, so, I had a pair of those, like, but they were, like, the, um, those were, those were replicas. And those, those look just as good as, like, the, the original pair, I guess. But I really wanted like the the solar reds, like really bad. But I wasn't paying like ten thousand dollars for them. So oh, yeah. I have I have them in hand now. Um, like, I mean, they look like the real thing to me. Yeah, yeah. I seen the pictures with them. They did, and I was like, damn, how the hell he get them? Well, I mean, that's the thing. Are people like walking up if they see those shoes? No one's walking up and being like, "Oh, let me inspect your shoes. Let me do oh, a no. twelve-point inspection." Like you get a quick glance, like, "Oh, them shits is fire," and keep it moving. Like, right? I mean, I, I, I get it. I, I think if you're doing one of those things where you you get the shoe as a collector's item, I think you have to have the actual shoe. Mm. But like, if it's a shoe like that, and it's those are like a super rare, expensive shoe, and you want to wear it, and you know, you can get a replica. Like, man, fuck it. Get out here in these streets. I mean, you already you're already taken, but I mean, if you were single out here, man, get get in how you fit in, man. These ladies ain't gonna check your shoes like that. All right. By the time they're checking your shoes, it's too late. <laughs> well, see the the flip side of that is <laughs> another, another reason I'll be wearing sneakers. Is these young boys are crazy. I don't know about anymore because like they're really more obsessed with like ones and really weird Jordans these days. But like I'm like, man, am I am I really trying to get get pressed for my sneakers, right? Not that it's happened. I mean, there's been some people who've complimented my shoes, but these days you never know, man. Like, I, I, if you listen to podcasts, I watch a lot of First Forty Eight, and I've seen people lose their life over things as far as like dice games, thirty dollars, a little bit of weed, an argument. So I know somebody's willing to shoot me for some J's. So I, I got to be really particular where I where I'm going and where I'm uh, I'm at where I'm wearing my Jordans. Yeah, I wouldn't but, wear them Yeezys, period, rep or not. Like, so imagine getting <laughs> getting pissed with. I'm not wearing them in the streets. Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good. I you know I got to pick and choose my spots, man. Like I said, the game them changed up. I'm not trying to shoot one of you guys for some shoes allegedly, but I mean, run up and get done up. That's that's all I'm gonna say about that. But um, coked up. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you do have to like pick and choose where where you decide to wear them, you know, in well-lit areas. Yeah. Where, where a lot of people are. I like, guess that's the fun of wearing sneakers as a woman, because nobody's ever pressed me over it, ever no pair of my J's, and they never, I don't think I've ever had to worry about anybody walking up on me because I had a pair of, of Chicago ones on, like, people just usually be like, oh, I like those and keep moving. I don't ever. Nah, nah. It's because women have like size five <laughs> shoes. Like, what, what are they going to yeah. do with those? They're going to put on their kids for two years? Well, like, I had my Carmine and Infrared Sixes stolen from me. I had Carmines, my low Concords, my Infrared Sixes. I think I had a pair of Blue Games stolen from me. <laughs> I've had, <laughs> they got, like, my house got broken into. So they took my entire collection. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. And Shout those out. were like. Six and a half boy shoes. <laughs> yeah, 
Oh, so they was just desperate. Yeah, they just stole my shoes. So, but right, they didn't look. They didn't look at the size. Obviously, no, they're just like, "Oh, let's just take these jays." I bet when they, I bet when they got home, they were pissed they were to see them pissed. shoes. Like, <laughs> God, damn. I wish them the worst to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do nothing with them shoes. Them shoes is worthless. <laughs> Put on your action figure or something. I don't know, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's insane. Uh, but uh, I, I guess to kind of wrap the sneaker thing up, I don't think I ever talked about this on the podcast. But I think there was like a, a little bit, ain't nothing like me. King Quest said, ain't nothing like being a crip area wearing those motorboard drone nines. Yeah, man, like sometimes you just want to be fly. I was like, damn, I got to make sure these shoes aren't affiliated. Like I'm not going to fan somebody or whatnot. Um, but uh, one thing that I, I saw in the timeline, I was talking with the homies about it. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but this is clearly turning the KTSE app, the sneaker app. Um, definitely subscribe on YouTube. Watch YouTube. You might see some sneakers. But anywho. Like, how do y'all feel about boxes? Mm. Boxes? I throw my boxes away because I just prefer to store them a different way. I mean, if it's a, if it's a, if it's just a regular, um, like the regular box, you know, I throw it away. But if it's like a, like a special edition box, like I got like the, um like the space gems that came out like in 2016 like i still have that box and i have like the the um the gatorade six is like i i keep the special boxes oh, i like those i should have got them. yeah, I yeah I'm really, you got the green ones or the, the green ones okay those are hard i'm a six guy so behind I'm 13 in, sixes might be the most i have one shoe I'm in, I'm in favor of keeping the boxes because I, as someone with kids, I know the like that science project where you have to like open up the shoe box and like make like little environmental science project that's right around the corner in a few years. So I'm keeping all the shoe boxes. Yeah. So, yeah, still doing that? That's crazy. I, I mean, just in case, just in case they do still do that, I, I have some shoe boxes in the cut ready for that. So just hang so, on to them. I, I saw some people that were anti get rid of your shoes or whatever, or your boxes. But like even with those 13s I just showed, like I clearly lost that box years ago. I have no clue of the box. I probably threw away at some point. But um, I've gotten to the point now where I move around at points, and just the boxes get a little destroyed. So I have like um, I hit a lick at the the grocery store, and they're selling like the stackable plastic containers for like super cheap. So I'd go in just like every couple of days and buy like a stack, and they're only a couple of dollars. So I just pull. I pull a use it's like ah, shit. Hold on. Hold on. Let me show you. So me answering it, I can go either way. Like I have a lot of my boxes still, but of course, I mean, like with moving around and stuff, boxes do get destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um the special boxes, kind of like PJ, I definitely try to make sure that I keep those. But um, you know, overall it, it is what it is. Like I'm not going to people's houses looking at their boxes uh me and one of the the terrorists of the podcast el breezy 904 you know we used to have this thing where you know hey let me see, show a picture of your collection it'll be you know this mountain of boxes versus my mountain of boxes but you know now i don't really care it is what it is and boxes take up a ton of space for no apparent reason so oh yeah and they're you know, they aesthetically pleasing like for me a person who likes to keep a pretty organized closet Having a bunch of miscolored boxes, like it just looks awful. See, for the YouTube, and it's hard to find the Slide it in, slide them out. I need some of those. Yeah, it, 
No, Rob, what's the new issue? Is that is that a um is that a LeBron? Nah, it's the only pair, my favorite and only pair of KDs I own. I love this shoe. This shoe is Oh, those five. Okay, because because I remember um, years ago you destroyed my LeBron tens. Um, by the way, and never paid me for them. But what's all? You definitely. I let you borrow them so we could shoot some hoops. Oh yeah, yeah, you destroyed them. But yeah, let's just keep it real. But yeah, that's actually. I I don't know if mine will fit in there since I'm like an eleven, and sometimes I could do eleven and a half. But um, that's a dope concept if you can. Like, I would love to somehow downsize it because I can't tell you guys how many times my closet has fallen apart. Like, I have I have a lot of boxes of shoes there at the bottom and at the top of my closet. And then I have, like, probably – and I'm not even joking. I probably have, like, 100 polo shirts. And it's like my closet just constantly falls all over the place. I have to rebuild and stuff like that. It's mad annoying. Like I, I don't care for boxes or against boxes. Yeah, well, what I did was I did keep my um. I kept like I kept the for for some reason like if somebody ever tried to try me, uh, I kept like a piece of the. Hold on, let me let me uh, impress that GA boy real quick. Hold on, this man gonna pull out the whole thing, man. Like come on. <laughs> I'm wondering what he's going to pull out next. I was going to go in there and, you know, see if I could pull out a little heat, but I, I'm going to leave it in because I don't want this to go into some sort of a competition yeah, or anything. <laughs> no, like I, I cut out pieces of boxes. So, like, like yeah, yeah, just so, like, just so on. So, like, if you say it real, like, nah, bro, I, I just don't have the boxes. Okay. Kept momento, so. Anywho, off of these sneakers because a lot of people do not care. Um but Before anyways. we switch to, to subjects, though, I went to this Bucky's place. Man, if y'all ain't never been, that's like the best gas station of all time, man. Look, the bathrooms are clean and pristine. The food is amazing. I bought this hat there and a, a nice little shirt. Like, I am Bucky's for life. That place sounds very uh, mega-ish. So I'm good on They that. did have a don't tread me cup, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> very good brisket. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, anywho, PJ, we appreciate you sliding through. Um, I, I know we've talked about this. I've been slacking, but I haven't forgot. We will have the prince sit down at some point. We It's always in the back of my mind every time I see you tweeting. For it's going to happen. Just been. That's going to be a, a had to be a fleshed out episode. I want to make sure we, we do it justice if we actually do it. So. I, I definitely been uh been been keeping that in the tuck, but anywho, appreciate you coming through, and, and we'll no, catch you later. No problem. Thanks for having me. Anytime, brother. All right. All right. All right. And as PJ leaves, hold on one second. As, as PJ leaves, now y'all notice how I went forward. I apologize for my actions. That's what you call being a, a real person. Like at the end of the day. If if I ever do anybody wrong or something like that, I'm not too big to apologize to somebody. So, and I was being like real sincere. Like if he felt offended by what I said, I definitely apologize to you, Peach. Yeah. Uh, hashtag hashtag accountability. Um, let me see. Before we roll into the the topics, I just want to let y'all know for for accountability purposes. Um, for this will be my quick Falcon segment. Hashtag Dirty Bird Nation report. 
fam, we got the brakes beat off us today. Like, beyond embarrassing. Like, I, you know, the, the tweet, like, you know, the expectations were low, but goddamn, like, I didn't expect this. I tweeted this out before, I think, against the Eagles. This offense is an enigma. Like, we play well against one of the better defense defenses in the league, the Saints last week, and then we come out here and score a whopping three points, right? Put that in perspective. A Mason Rudolph-led offense scored 17 points or 16 points, right? Um, whoever the backup for the, or Jared Goff led an offense that scored 16 points, right? I believe the Jets led by a backup scored more than three points. Like I think it's looking like we're gonna have the lowest offensive output for the entire week. And and I, I don't understand what, what the reason for this is, right? And again, I me and the homie uh D shout out to D. Had a little back and forth, shout out to Reggie too, it, it, about as far as like holding the fans accountable for their tweets. And it's like, yo, like he was getting upset because he he thinks that the fans come out here and say crazy stuff when we lose. And I said, you know, fans come out here and say crazy stuff when we win too. And that's where, you know, the issue started. But like living in the moment, man, this team is ass cheeks. Been saying that from the beginning of the year. Like it is what it is, but just because you don't like reality, not saying anybody I mentioned specifically, doesn't mean you can all of a sudden rail against people that are telling the truth. Like, yo, this team is not good. Like, it's the excuses come back, revisionist history comes back. A lot of people are just kind of, you know, talking kind of crazy, but yeah, this seems bad. Do better things with your life. Like, I went to San Diego this weekend. I'm not wasting, I'm not revolving my day around the Falcons. That's, I've been like that for years now last year i clearly didn't watch like the last like eight games of season because i knew what was going to happen we're going to lose in embarrassing fashion i got better things to do in my life but well, a, t- a team that a team that's not losing the uh aaron Rodgers led packers eight games in a row y'all called him a fraud and washed up he's done nothing but win eight in a row aaron Rodgers still doing it it's the COVID in his veins it's making him unstoppable strong he's he's stronger he's stronger now he's got the antibodies yeah, you guys don't listen to Joe Rogan? Shout out to Throw Rogan, uh, Aaron Rodgers. He's a fucking clown, and his family uh, hates him. He's gonna be he's gonna be lonely for Thanksgiving and Christmas, so nobody cares. Hey, but, it's about winning. Anyway, and, yeah, yeah. Like I said, he's living off that ring he won over a decade ago. Like, like I don't, I don't care. Um, and the MVP he won last year. That's that's crazy. What they what they do with that? Got to the NFC Championship game. <laughs> and what they do with that? You packed up. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Lowski, he is a Still a fraud, but yeah, <laughs> Falcons fans continue to discuss me every week on Twitter with their their terrible their terrible takes and whatnot. But it is what it is. Let's let's move into the the real meat and potatoes. Uh, Silk Sonic finally dropped. I will confess, I have not listened to it yet. I oh my god, Morty. Um, I've been in the streets. I've been in the streets. I'm with the you same guy. He- you ain't got headphones. I've been in the streets. I don't got time to be walking with headphones. I'll check it's it out. It's a thirty minute That's album. I know. I'll listen to it tomorrow. Um, yeah, I was in the streets, you know what I'm saying? Downtown San Diego's nice. Um, if you have like 500K and you want to buy a, a one-bedroom condo with uh, 626 square feet, you know, San Diego's a place for you, you know. But yeah, yeah. Not bang for the buck, but it's it's really nice. Like, it's if you want to be in the mix, definitely, uh, you know, spend some coins out there. But yeah, I haven't listened to it. I've seen... I've seen pretty pretty solid reviews. I, I had a couple people in my timeline that said it wasn't great. But I think the reason they say it wasn't great, uh, one of the homies from Harlem, I think it's a Harlem Gets the Money, shout out to you. Um, I think it's because he said he heard um, 
his expectations were too high. Like people hype it up so much and then you hear it and it doesn't live up to your own hype, <clears throat> which is a problem with Twitter in general. But for, for you guys that have heard the album, let, let me let me know your thoughts on it because I, I clearly have not prioritized I'm, that. I'm trying to you see where that, you sorry. Did you say that person was from Harlem? Yeah. No disrespect to people from New York, but oh, you have no. notoriously awful music taste. So I don't expect much. Um, but you can go, Marcus, and I'll go after Marcus. <laughs> well, I was just trying to say, like, where are these expectations on what he thought it was going to be coming from? Because when I listen to this, when I listen to Still Sonic, there's nothing out right now that sounds like this. No one is making this kind of music anymore. If you want to hear this kind of music, you're going to have to go to your Apple Music, and you're going to have to go to, like, uh, the funk section or the decade section and click 70s or 80s. Because you're not finding anybody that's recent that's making music like this. Like, I don't know where these types of expectations come from. Because nowadays, uh, male R&B singers, they're not really singing. Like, they're not putting out vocals like that. They're making music for people that take pills and that drink lean. Silk Sonic is for people that do cocaine. And this is what this music is. This music is for cocaine users. This music is for people who have hair on their chest. Or between their legs and have no problem with that. This is what this is for. This is for adults. Yes, Adolphus, with the gold chain and with the with the taco meat. That's what this kind of music is. So if you're like a young kid who ain't ever like been in a club sweating, grinding on some girl, this ain't for you. You know what I'm saying? If you like to pop perks and chill out and just and just vibe out, this ain't for you. If you're trying to turn up to some good instrumentals and hear some good vocals. Here's some good singing and actual instruments and decent to great songwriting, then yes, you will like this album. Your grandpa's gonna like this album too. That's what makes it great. It transcends all ages. Taco Meat Music, yes, Sh- sir. Sh- Shatoloski, that is gonna be the episode the episode title, Taco <laughs> Meat Music. Shatoloski correct. That, that, that is a that is a godsend. Save me about 35 seconds thinking of something. Um so, but actually, you know, hey, if you don't like to do cocaine, that's also good. You know, I've watched a lot of intervention. Cocaine leads to dark places. So, uh, yeah. that's only if you if you use cocaine recreationally. If you're if you're like a if you're a regular cocaine user, that's different. I'm talking about just like if you just like a cocaine user at the club. Like you know how people say, oh, I only smoke when I drink. Kind of like that. Like oh, I only do coke when I'm in the club bathroom. That's fine. You're gonna be good. You're not gonna develop a habit. It's recreational. Um, For me, great album. Marcus hit the nail on the head um, with this is this is this is grown people music. Like this album, like the soul level. Like I I listened to it right afterwards. Um, I went back to listening to Sly Stone and uh, Parliament Funk and things like that. And this fits right along in that era of music, like where you have the live bands and you, you just have different things that are, are, are going on. It, it, it's a great album. Like I I didn't get a chance to really get into it like I wanted to um, because I was like riding around with the minor, trying to get them back in town too. Wait, let me, let me explain that because that can come across real bad. I was running around with my little sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was running around with my younger sister. So I didn't want to be, you know, this bitch and all that stuff. I don't want her listening to all that. But um, I do plan on listening to it all week. It's it's a vibe. It's a whole vibe. It's a great feeling. 
I'm glad to get music back like that. I've been kind of lately challenging myself to find like the real best black guitarist of all time. So I've been kind of listening to that type of music anyway, and it just fit fit right along with what I've been doing. Like I, I like it. I like the taco meat music uh, too. I'm sure Boski, since he's bald as fuck, he probably has a lot of taco meat because that just kind of happens like That's that to us bald Welcome to the club. <laughs> So yeah, I just wanted to say that that's my one shout out to to Lowski. Uh He's my brother as well. If that offended you, Lowski, I apologize as well. But great album. Um, if you got you know a little soul, you got a little honey, man. It, it, it's good to listen to. Well, as the resident young nigga, I thought it was cool. Like, <laughs> oh no, I don't think it was a bad album, but I just don't see my. This isn't an album that I'm just like gonna play for fun. Like, I, I feel like it it has certain occasions. This isn't an easy listening album for me. So I thought it was cool. Um, I listened to it while I was, what was I doing? Making dinner. And I thought it was fun for the 30 minutes it took me to make dinner. Um, and then I listened to Smoking Out the Window a little bit today while folding laundry. But it's just not an album that I like would return to just to listen to because I'm a little bored. Like I would need to be on the way to a function or just like having a really awesome day to be like let me throw on this silk sonic like that type of music yeah this is literally the only album i've been listening to the entire weekend like this is the first this is the first time i've stayed up until midnight to listen to something I, this is all i've listened to like i don't know who else released music uh this weekend uh outside of the baby and i didn't listen to that so i was just let's go <laughs> I was glad that uh, nobody else of any type of relevance uh, dropped any any music. Like I'm glad no one that I wanted to check out put out any new music this weekend because I've listened to Silk Sonic no less than like ten times, and every time I listen to it, I'm just like, man, like there there's nothing like this out here. And I, I was I think I was talking to KJ about it. I was like, you know, with this type of album, we're not going to really see the effects of it for another year or two. So. Like going into 2022 and maybe into 23, either fans and record labels are going to start gravitating to people that like have great vocals and uh, use live instrument instrumentation. Either that is going to be pushed to the forefront of the music industry, or they're just going to double down with the whisper singing and the the humming and the vibes type songs. Which is, you know, I, I listen to that stuff too. Some of that stuff is fine. But this is like a a shift in the uh, uh, <laughs> in the music industry where it's just like it's kind of like how when Jesus came out, like no one no one had that sound, and I don't think anybody really ever did it for a while. You know, there's just certain albums that come out that just kind of change the landscape of music, and I think this is going to be one of them. Yes, it does. And you know, if you want to crack open. A little bit of Crown Royal and listen to it, man. And it's it's on like that that Bootsy Collins. I after I listened to this, I did run the um the Bootsy some Bootsy Collins as well, like because he was a part of Parliament Funk. And like I said, it fits right along with that. Like I was really grooving. It's it's the type of music that you say, hey, you know, young buck, it's time for you to get your life together. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I feel like a, a OG uncle out here. You know, with my gold teeth in and having a good time. Um, so yeah, great album. And, and you're right, like we it's so hard because you listen to 
R&B, and to me, the new R&B is damn near soulless at some points. Like, it's like half trap. It's good vocals. It's good uh, synthesizers and things like that, but you don't have the niggas that are crying in the rain no more. You don't have music that means something, and I feel like this is an album with that type of music. I hope that they're already working on the, the second album. And I hope they, they do it with Ghostface, too. What, what comes with this is, like, music like this takes a lot of time. And I think it the, you hit the nail on the head with the whole, like, soulless thing that's in R&B now because, I mean, pills kind of do that. They kind of drain the life out of you, so it's hard to have any soul when it's not there from drugs. Like, you, you we saw what James Brown looked like. He, he's not that way if he's on pills. That's pure cocaine. And uh, Bootsy Collins, he was his, uh, he was his bass player. So you can he hear on the LSD, influence. He wasn't on cocaine, but yeah, allegedly. So like you can. Well, he, he's the, saying he took LSD for like two years straight or something like that. I was like, what the hell? Oh, well, good for him. Had a hard life. All right. Yeah, man. Hey, man. He's, uh, he's out here, man. Shout out to Augusta. Uh, but you can you can hear like the the influence of like when I listen every time I listen to it, I'm like, okay, who does this sound like? And I wrote down a couple of uh, names. I hear James Brown. Parliament Funkadelic, the Isley Brothers, Earth, Wind, and Fire, the Black Michael Jackson, uh, the Barkays, Graham Central what? Station, Bobby Womack, the Fatback Band, Heat Wave. Like, there's a lot of different like elements and artists that they pulled from to make this, and it's just like, who's like Bryson Tiller's not doing this for you? Like, people keep saying that oh, we miss R&B where. Uh, niggas was out here singing in the rain for these women and people are just like, oh, it's because women ain't shit now. Nah, it ain't women ain't shit. It's just these niggas can't sing like that. Like, Bruno Mars will get in the rain and sing for your ass. Like, Six six Lack ain't singing for nobody in the rain because you ain't going to hear him. You can't hear him. He can't belt out a note. And that's no disrespect, but that's what it is. I would like if he sang to me in the rain. That man going to write you a note and slide it under your door and then pass out in the car or something. He just ain't got he ain't got the vocals. I'm sorry. Well, I I, I would challenge that that the, the the paradigm of music is not gonna shift because of Siltonic, because of like everybody said, nobody can sing or play instruments. So what what I would like to see is I would like to challenge Chris Brown to give us the the hundred track uh cocaine pill album. Like you've given us like 49. Go ahead and bump it up to 100. Like, really push the limits of the streaming shit, dog. Like, really, really go all the way, Chris. I really want to see what you could do, dog. Because, yeah, that's that that is kind of the, the new vibe. And it's crazy because Chris Brown, well, I guess before he like got freed from his like kitty contract, even with his kitty contract songs, like from his earlier albums, like he's a very talented guy. He could sing, he's you know, he's had great producers that kind of Maybe not the level of, I guess, Bruno Mars, but he's he's extremely talented. Like he put out great music, but now, yeah, man, the whole trap soul I want to sing use auto tune. Like there are some gems in those like fifty track albums, but I'm not gonna lie. Like whenever I take flights places, if I need to fall asleep, I'm putting on that like forty nine track Chris Brown album because like all the songs kind of sound the same and go together. And then I wake up and it's still on. I'm like, oh shit! Like, it must I must be almost there. Like, it, it knocks me straight out. So, really, nothing that catches my ear sonically. Like, there's one song where there's one song he has that sounds like four different songs. He like, it's like Caribbean. It's just like trap music. It's like EDMs, R&B. I'm like, what is going on with this shit? This shit is hella erratic. But it, it's that's pill behavior. So, 
I would also say that Silk Sonic's album won't really shift the way music is made because um, these kids didn't grow up with that type of music. Like the kids that are making music now and like making music for popular consumption didn't grow up with sounds from like Motown. Um, and so they don't have any of that to draw on. Like Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars are both pushing 40. That's why they have so much experience or this type of music to pull off of. Like Summer Walker not listening to Whitney Houston on a day to day. No, no, but no, nah, let me push back on that because then a lot of people be lying on the timeline, like, oh, yeah, man, when, when my mom was sneaking up the house on Saturdays and Sunday, we was bumping Marvin Gaye and all that shit. Like, this this takes me back to a terrible tweet I saw of somebody saying that when they have kids, and I guess this is where, you know, Chotolowski, we, we do lose the recipes. They said when they have kids, the type of music they were going to be playing on, like, Sunday mornings was uh, Gold Link. Uh, that, that one popular Gold Link song, the, the only Gold Link song. The Crew or something or, like that? Yes. I got I money like, all around me. Yeah, that's all tight, but yeah. <laughs> But that's not like Sunday morning house clean music. Like that shit is not gonna be around in like ten years, dog. But that's that's kind of where where we're we're going. Like that's. I mean, but you can you can you can hear people like our age when our kids get to the age where they're up cleaning on Saturday mornings, like like playing Usher and like Mariah Carey and beyond. Like are are they not are people that are making music now? These young kids were they not? Did they not grow up with that? Like they're not even. Hearing that as a kid, like when you're, I mean, you know, when your 35 year old grandma picks you up, she's not putting on no Beyonce. Like, what's going on? I'm a, I'd look at it like this. You're, it's gonna be difficult to hear sounds like that because people are making music for kids like my cousin's age, who's like 19, and he like is not interested in nothing that sounds like it would have come out when uh, Smokey Robinson was making music. Like he gonna skip it. <laughs> like he looking for well, something that is. And his well, mom this, is a person who listens to R&B and soul. Both his parents are old school hip hop, R&B and soul. He just doesn't care about that type of stuff. Like that's not, and his older brother who is a little bit younger than me listens to like K-pop. So like these kids are, they have a lot more exposure to other genres of music. And I, I'm not saying that they don't listen to soul and R&B. There are tons of kids who do and like tons of people who are making music in that vein. But I just don't think that popular music, like the music that you'll hear on the radio, is going to transition to this type of sound anytime soon. And that's what I was going to say. Like, we're not, we have too much, I don't want to say we have too much of it, but like kids nowadays, they have too much control uh, over what they listen to. Like, when I was younger, we had to listen to the radio sometimes. Like, sometimes you didn't have a choice, you had to listen to what was on the radio. Uh, When you're younger and you're at the house, Everybody didn't have an iPod. Everybody didn't have their own like speakers in their own house. Like sometimes, you when your parents got on the speakers and they put a record on, that's what you were listening to. That's what everybody was listening to. So like, obviously, I love Whitney Houston, but when I was seven, that's not what I wanted to listen to. I didn't want to listen to Whitney Houston, but that's what I got. So I was exposed to different types of music. But now, as kids are growing older, you know, parents are giving them iPads and iPods at a younger and younger age. So they're listening to whatever it is that they want to listen to. And and I and I get that because I'm, I'm kind of at the, the age where my oldest kid, he's five, and he they like to listen to music from um, the movies that they watch and TV shows. So I'm like, cool. I'll play the music from the soundtracks. And I'll, and I'll ask them, like, hey, what song do you want to hear? And they'll be like, oh, I want to listen to this. I want to listen to this. But then every now and again, I'll be like, hey, it's daddy's turn to pick a song. And I'll purposely pick 
an old ass song. Like I'm putting on Rick James or uh, Proud Mary, The Temptations. I'm putting on something older than me so they can kind of have still have an idea of like, hey, this is what real music is. So they're it, it's not lost on them. I'm not just going to put on Trap Soul for them. I'm, you know, I'm going to put on uh, Michael Jackson or Barry White. Like I'll play older stuff. I play stuff that was out before I was born. But I'm not forcing it on them, but I do want to put that stuff out there so they can have an understanding. Because I don't want them to walk into someone's house like, you know, when they get older and they start dating and they go into their, you know, prospective girlfriend's house and their dad's listening to Stevie Wonder. I don't want them to say, hey, who is that? And get embarrassed and get laughed out of that man's house because that's what I would do. If your kid comes to my house and I'm playing some Stevie Wonder, he's like, hey, who is that? I'm like, hey, you can get the fuck out of here. You no, you you go home to your home. Get the fuck, you get the fuck gone, bro. We don't we don't do this. Oh, who is that? No, you should know him by now. You should know that. But so Mark, that's what I'm trying to prevent. Your five year old kid, like, probably will be dating in the next thirteen years. Like that person's parent is probably gonna be like forty. So like, <laughs> <laughs> not gonna be listening to Stevie Wonder. They're gonna be listening. Oh, still over. I don't now. know. Like I like. <laughs> I never, so I never listened to music like that on Sundays. Like that was the poorer folks in my family. They would like they, <laughs> they would like they smell that fucking bleach on Saturday morning. And they, I'll get y'all asses. <laughs> you know, he said I'm an only child, so I didn't have to do all that stuff. And I'm a guy, so we didn't, like, we didn't play music on the weekends like that. But, you know, oh, I, I had cousins and stuff like that. We'd go over their house and they would play the gospel music and Anita Baker, which I don't like, and uh, some other stuff. And even without listening to that stuff, just knowing, like, sometimes I crave real music. Like I said, like, I've challenged myself to find the best black guitarist. You know, that most of the people I'm listening to came out way before I was even thought about. I would say I ain't even listened to rap when I first was born, and I can't really recall any music I really listened to in the probably like 88, 89. So some of the like Stevie Wonder, he was around, but his hits were long gone. Prince, when he was huge. I wasn't even born yet. Michael Jackson. I remember Michael Jackson. I didn't like him. I remember white Michael Jackson. I don't remember black Michael Jackson. Damn, who is that? Here he go. Shout out to <laughs> Jawa Johnson. I, I, yeah, do, so yeah, I guess he doesn't like Anita Baker. Yeah, I don't, it's, it's not that I don't. No, I don't like Anita Baker, damn it. You know what? It is what it is. It sounds like Poe nigga cleaning music. That's what it sounds like. Oh Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ, before, man. Before, before we but get banned from the internet. I thought said that Sade made me sleepy, and everybody was like, oh my God, what the fuck is wrong with you? But this nigga said, Anita Baker sounds like a poor person cleaning, and everybody's like, all right, next. That's so, embarrassing. Real quick, uh, just since we're on music, uh, if, if you care, I know there's a lot of people that do not care about this person. Um, sorry for you. Uh, the Donna Deluxe album is out now, and it has the Life of the Party with Andre 3000 on there. Oh, I might listen to that. Yes. Well, okay, six so minute, I know what I'm doing for the rest minute of the Six-minute and 30-minute song, so let's let's get it. So shout out to Ye. 
But yeah, I mean, to, to each his own. But I'm just saying, imagine like your kids growing up on like Sundays listening to like crank that. Like that's that's a very disturbing, disturbing. Thought. I I will say that I didn't grow up listening to a ton of old R&B and soul. My daddy listened to a lot of Ice Cube. So I grew up listening to a shit of Ice Cube. Your daddy got a body. Like he uh, found out a way to put music on like Madden 05 or something like that. And like Ice Cube would play in the background or like, and then Uh, it would like intercut with some, a little bit of Luther. (laughs) Was it a, did he have an Xbox? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. The regular Xbox was lit because you could like save your CDs on there. I do that when I played Madden too because the soundtracks were kind of trash. So I just like listen to like mad different rap albums, but well, here here's another thing that kind of shaped like well not Rev but everybody else here that's a little bit older that kind of shaped your your taste in music. Y'all remember those like Body and Soul commercials for the CDs, yeah. like those old ass commercials where it's like they put like it was like Luther Vandross, Anita Baker, all these Shaka Khan, all these old artists, and like my I'm, I remember my grandparents having them. I remember my parents having them, and I would. I would listen to them sometimes. I'm like, you know what? I'm just it's okay, but it's just like that that option isn't out here anymore. Like we don't you're not just going to have that stuff just readily available to you around the house cuz like if you're a kid, if you're no, if you're a kid now, you're not just picking up a random CD that you found in your dad's, you know, sock drawer. I mean, you're probably not finding a CD in there if you're actually looking, but you know what I'm saying, like you're not just listening to your grandparents' music. You're going to go to your iPod or your iPhone and listen to what you want to listen to. There's no like, hey, I listened to this song and I I never heard it before. And now I'm interested. Like the, you're not just stumbling upon new music. You have to actively look for it. Oh my god, it, yeah, yeah, music is great. Yeah. Well, so what I would say is I, I even fall into that trap sometimes. I got to get back on my grind. But with with uh, with streaming. Like people gotta realize, like you literally have the ability to listen to anything that you want. You don't have to listen to the same Taylor Swift album thirty-five times, the same Beyonce album thirty-five times, or the same Kanye West album thirty-five times. Like you can literally listen to anything you want, with the exception of this one album I'm trying to find on title, which is not there. Elliot Wilson, I tweeted you, I'm trying to make this playlist, but I cannot complete the playlist without this song. So I need you to get the rights of it and put it on your. Uh, and tweet at Kanye West to drop bittersweet, please as well i'm sorry just pirate it like that's a great song um but anywho just, you know what real quick i'm jumping back before we switch topics i'm jumping back on the fa- the falcons uh, rant God like damn. everything is jokes until the falcons get packed up so somebody tweeted out a meme with the, uh <laughs> you know on the uh the uh, fuck the jordan doc whatever it was called uh, last dance where everybody yeah. did with uh, Isaiah or with Jordan talking about like and I took that personally. So somebody put Dan Quinn's head on the body talking about I took that personally. And this dude, Pally Falcon, he said, took what personally? He coached his team to an 0-5 record his last season, two straight seven last season before the most embarrassing loss in Super Bowl history, and finished two and six after starting six and two. Like everything is jokes until it's on you. That's one thing I hate about the Falcons fan base. They come out here and talk all kinds of crazy shit like, oh, we finna beat the shit out of y'all. Oh, y'all suck, y'all trash. But then when they get packed up, crickets. Like, when they get packed up, nothing else is funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop it. Stop it. Like, you, I could literally probably go on his Twitter page right now and find him talking all kinds of cash money shit about name a team. You know what I'm saying? But when somebody makes a pretty funny joke, it's actually a pretty good crop meme. You know what I'm saying? It's a problem. Right, just just pack it in, man. 
Just just pack it in. Hey, man. Who, who's out here trying to listen to Taylor Swift 36 times in a row? Is that a cry for help? What's, what's going on here? Uh, the Man, her album's probably like what I, didn't she? I think she like literally re-recorded a previous album and then re-released it, and it's probably like thirty times platinum. I, like that's she's just, doing that with like she's doing that with a few of her albums because she signed a terrible deal, I guess, and she's trying to you know make some money off of it. So yeah, I mean, Taylor's version, yeah, yeah. So I mean, more power to you. I think a lot a lot more people should do that if they're if they feel like they were in a bad deal. Like if you can go back and re-record it and get paid off it, more power to you. But Listening to Taylor Swift, thirty. I'm not, and this is someone I've listened to her album. I've listened to. I I talked to my. Uh, I talked to the. Uh, I talked to a resident white woman that I know, and I was like, "Hey, point me in the direction of her best album." Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Not like that, <laughs> but uh, anyway. I was like, "Hey, point me in the direction of her best album," and I listened to it like three or four times. I was like, "Yeah, I don't see the hype, man. It's just average. Like, it's nothing special." Well, you know what? That's a that's a perfect transition to the next topic. And here we go. Th- this might be a problematic uh, tweet thread that I'm planning to make once I do some more research. But apparently, the the sexiest man alive from People Magazine came out Yikes. again, and um, it's Paul Rudd. Yeah, I, I'm not saying. Okay, well, I'll Can let I Red. Just... There you go, Red. The, the only the resident right. uh, woman in the, the the chat. Let's let's get your takes before I get us all fired from this. There are two sides to this. One okay. side, and this is why Paul Rudd won. Paul Rudd is mildly attractive. The bar is very low for men, let's be honest. And the bar is even lower for white men. So Paul Rudd is a, more attractive than most white men. Paul Rudd is hilarious. Paul Rudd is very nice. And Paul Rudd has made some of the best movies in our lifetime. Like, he's been a part of, what like... the fuck he movies. has been? I was about to say, slow down. What's the best <laughs> movie? Oh, wait a second. Paul Rudd has been in some Paul Rudd stands in the, in the chat. <laughs> Who's like Kim Rocks? <laughs> Who are these people? That is why Paul Rudd is the sexiest man alive. And because everybody loves Paul Rudd. Now, people's not going to choose a black man every year. Michael B. Jordan won like two years ago, and he's going to be the only black man for the next like 15 years. Uh, John Legend won. Who? John Legend won last year. This nigga John Legend not fine. He never been fine. Sorry. (laughs) He's probably better looking than Paul Rudd. I guess. Nah, John Legend... John Legend has zero sex appeal. Like, zero. John Legend looks like a substitute fourth grade teacher. I I guarantee you. I guarantee you when John Legend is clapping cheeks, his lady is not putting on John Legend. They're putting on something else. His music is not getting anybody in the mood. So, oh, man. If I had to choose, the sexiest man alive this year would have been Yahya Abdul-Mateen. That nigga... And not only has been in a couple really good movies this year, and he has, still has more to come. Matrix is still coming in December. Like he's just objectively attractive. Man is six foot three. He's like two hundred plus pounds. He went to Yale and was an architect in the same lifetime. The nigga is objectively sexy. But if Paul Rudd was the choice, I am not opposed to Paul Rudd. <laughs> I, I want to say something real quick to Mrs. Jala Jayla. I'm not sure. It's Jayla. Um, since 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 we're Negroes here, we don't know Paul Rudd's movies. Why don't you get in the chat, or or we'll send you a link, and you name his movies. The only ones I know is Ant Man and Knocked Up, and this is forty. Um, they were good, but I wouldn't call them like some sort of classics. Like he's mildly funny. He has pretty eyes, but 
Mind think of the sexiest man. What about Thor? No homo. Paul Rudd was in Clueless. I've Paul Rudd was an anchor man. Uh, okay, yeah, he was an anchor man, but he had a small part, kind of. Oh, speaking of anchor man, I went to the San Diego Zoo. I saw pandas. I saw a red panda. My my thing with Paul Rudd is like he's he's cute. Like on his best day, he's probably handsome. Sexy is asking a lot for Paul Rudd, well, I think. Well, for a white man, like he's he looks okay for okay for for a white man. Okay for for a white man. For a white man, compare him to all the other white men in the MCU. Is he in the top five? Because I say no. Well, first Paul of all, he's from New Jersey. Did not know who's that. Who's going to be on he's, top of Paul? Okay, so it's Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. Then what, fucking Chris Pratt? He's next? No. Um, you're, Robert, you're missing, uh, what you call Robert Downey Jr. is Robert very Downey Jr., Jr. bro. Who? Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey gives Jr. off sex appeal. No. Oh, absolutely not! It's Ukraine. Chris Pratt. It's, it's Chris Evans. Okay, what a, what about Loki? What about Loki? Tom Hiddleston is maybe like number four. He looks greasy a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Eternals? What about old boy in there, Icarus? All right, he fine. Okay, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You start you start expanding okay. that list. But He's who also else? Dead, because girl, Jeremy so Renner's not in the top five. It's not Jeremy Renner. It's not. No. Chris. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, Jim, Jeremy Renner ain't making that list. That it's not the dude that played Edward Ross. It's not Sebastian Stan. He dates a racist. So, Se- okay. Sebastian Stan with the short hair. These are not the greatest movies of our lifetime. Role models. That movie was trash. That movie was. Forty-year-old virgin. His part was small. Probably like his penis. Hey man. Clueless. Uh, his part was probably small. I don't remember him. Anchorman. He was like a an extra damn near. And Ant Man, that's it. Like he, he's not in some big. He's not some. He ain't Denzel. Shit. Most people aren't Denzel. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> a lot of a lot of people aren't Denzel. That's pretty hard. That's a high bar to, to reach. I honestly, I honestly would have thought that, especially with Rev being on here, would have nominated Jonathan Majors. Like I feel like he should have been on that list when you consider that he was in Loki this year. Uh, he was in The Harder They Fall. And he was on Saturday Night Live last night. He's got a lot of stuff to promote. How is he not on this list? I would have, I, if I was running people, Jonathan Majors would have definitely been on the list. But I can see why Jonathan Majors isn't because this is mass appeal. And with black women don't read people. So this he was is on Saturday Night, Night Live last night. But that's, but Jonathan Majors isn't attractive to white women. Like he's a goofy black kid who what? like speaks like Luther King. Like he's attracted to to black women because he has really strong black features, and we just love black men. But I don't. White women, first of all, don't know who Jonathan Majors is, and they're not attracted to Jonathan Majors. Okay, I think. Okay, I think you're. Just, I think you might be speaking out of pocket, and you, you know, actually, you might be right. But I feel like after last night, because <laughs> when Jonathan when Jonathan uh, Majors was hosting SNL. Uh, Taylor Swift was the musical guest. So there was a lot of white women eyes on Saturday Night Live last night. At 11.30 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody was watching SNL. (laughs) I just just feel like, you know, he he probably got a couple looks that he normally doesn't get. You know, so things might be changing for him now. Yes, and maybe next year he'll be on the list. But Jonathan Majors really had a coming out party this year, despite being on Lovecraft Country in 2020. But John, white women just aren't hip to Jonathan Majors right now the way that black women are. So maybe next year we'll see more of Jonathan Majors. I think that Jonathan Majors is beautiful. He is like 
quirky and weird and that's my type of artsy nigga i love niggas that like might paint and also smoke cigarettes and you got to try to get them to stop like niggas that wear niggas that wear beanies right niggas that wear beanies and dusty boots and like ripped cardigans and they call it art like that's my type of nigga i love jonathan majors i think he's gorgeous i don't know who jonathan majors is but more power (laughs) to him uh paul rudd is not this is this is out of control he's not some I, I don't know. The people in the chat that I've never seen before at all <laughs> are just all running it up, and I'm just, I've gotten lost. Like, I didn't even like know he was in Clueless. You Who said Paul Rudd three times. You say Paul Rudd three times. Clueless was the movie of a defining generation of young women. No, it was Everybody. not. I'm in that generation. You weren't born yet, so you're not a young woman. <laughs> you're not. Clueless was, ev- was every young girl. You weren't born. I was born when Clueless came out. Clueless came out in 94. You were probably born in 99. Let's keep it a buck. I was born in 94, so I watched it. Okay, so you you never seen the movie when it came out. But Um, but women, black and white alike, are like, they still dress as Clueless to this day. That's how you know how big of an impact Clueless has. No, they don't. People dress as Clueless for Halloween all the time. What? Are you crazy? Clueless is a big deal still. I will will agree with that. (laughs) And it's not a, it's not a it's not a big deal to me, but I've seen the impact of Clueless. Like people, like celebrities to this day, dress up like as Clueless. Like I think Sweetie did it two years ago. She was someone from Clueless. That's just iconic movie. People, it's in the same vein as like Mean Girls and Legally Blonde. Like that's where. No, always, nah, hey, hang on. Like Mean Mean Girls is something different. Mean Girls is a monster of a movie. Like I don't know if anybody's anybody's touching that one. That's like my go-to white girl movie. Mean Girls. I remember that movie. I don't know if I've seen Mean Girls. And what was the other movie you said? Legally Blonde. Okay, and I remember that. That was, that was okay. And Clueless, I, I mean, it was cool. I watched it for, you know, Stacey Dash, but I didn't even know Paul Rudd was in there. Wow. I'm Wow. The Sexist yeah, Man Alive was in that movie. I feel you like I'm going to have to make a... Penn Badgley. Let's get Penn Badgley Give him his flowers. He should have, yeah, give it to him. That man is sexy. That's a sexy man. I'll give him that. Other Tucky is fine as shit. For sure. I'm going to have to make like a list of my top five like white girl movies because I know Mean Girls is definitely on that on that list. Does the notebook count? Is that a, is that a white girl movie? Shout out to white Nah, that's, that's a really good romantic movie. Probably okay. one of the better ones of all time. Facts. Facts, facts. Damn, now I'm, now I'm thinking about this. What are my go-to white girl movies? Besides uh, Mean Girls. Mean Girls is an awesome movie, though. Underrated, almost. Classic. Oh, a fun fact about uh, Mean Girls. Every male lead in that movie is gay. What? Aaron. Uh, I don't remember his name in the movie, but I know it's Aaron. Aaron is gay. Um, the brown kid that was rapping, he's gay. And, of course, The gay brown gay. kid? I don't remember his name in the movie. Hmm. I mean, that is a that is a fun fact, I guess. Good, yeah. good for them. It definitely so is. This, this definitely Paul. went to the left. To and the shout left. out to Paul Rudd. You're a beautiful man. He's a handsome man. Well, yeah, because Yaya Abdul-Mateen is a beautiful man. And okay, apparently, but- you, you, Paul Rudd, you got some fans here with Jayla and Kim Rocks. I'm just saying, if Paul Rudd walked up on me in the bar and was like, what's up? I'd be like, I'll let you buy me a drink. 
we can see where this night will go. Paul if Rudd. Paul Rudd walked up to you at a bar, you'd think he was like your chaperone or your ride home or something like that. Like, oh, but you're here to had a conversation about something weird like hockey teams. I'd be like, this white man could like, if he talks right, we can maybe go on another date. He put that Silk Sonic on. It's a wrap. Yes, it's got to be. None of them songs is good to fuck to. Oh, there's one. But uh, yeah, there's one at, uh, after last night. That's yeah, right. after last night, you're right. You're hey, right. when that guitar solo get to hitting, woof, yeah. woof, got goosebumps. Bridesmaids. Does that count as a white girl movie? Yes, and it's, that's it's, in my top five. Miss Congeniality is in there too. Mm, yeah, but only the the one with Regina King in it. Ah, the first one. No, yeah, she's in that one. Yeah, I don't like the expansions. <laughs> yeah, well, just just one and done. I, I guess I'll save my my uh, white mediocrity uh, take for another time. But that's where that was going. No, you're right though. White men are absolutely allowed to be mediocre in terms of looks. There aren't a lot of very attractive white men. If we really look at the landscape of white entertainers, a lot of them aren't super attractive. And when they are, they're anomalies like Chris Evans. And then you got people calling him Chris Jamal Evans because we have very little to fight over, honestly. Like, people really should start expanding their list into black male celebrities because that's where the black and minority male celebrities, because that's where the attractiveness is. Despite his dumbass comments, Simu Liu, um, who is Shang-Chi in the most recent or the Marvel movie before The Eternals, is an attractive man. Like, Kamel Nanjani, he is an attractive man, especially jacked as he is now. Like, Again, Jonathan Majors is an attractive man. Um, Yaya Abdul-Mateen, like, if, if they need to start expanding their list into minority men, because white men are significantly more underwhelming when you start opening up the, the pool. Well, I, I wasn't even just stopping at, like, white men. I just meant, like, white stuff in general. Um, so, like, for example, um, has everybody heard that, like, 1-877-Cars-for-Kids commercial? I've heard about it. It's a terrible commercial. It's effective, so I'm gonna give them points for that. But like shit, like uh, like peanuts, like Charlie Brown, that shit is mad mediocre. Okay, chill out, man. But it's like a staple of like American culture. That shit is ass, right? Soundtrack goes hard. That shit is that shit is ass, right? Like also, even just like TV also uh, twenty seven dresses. It's on the list. <laughs> Um, like mayonnaise. That shit, <laughs> that shit is ass, right? Yeah. Um, what? Yeah, mayonnaise, what? It's ass. I'm gonna make this list. There's, there's a whole. I just be seeing shit like, yo, like white people get away. Like, okay, like white people dancing. Like they, the bar is so low. Like it's ass. It's terrible. White Why people rapping. Look how we got Eminem. We had to suffer through logic. You see, you see. Hey, okay, chill out now. What are we doing? <laughs> There's a lot of tr- just. You could have said Macklemore. Niggas was trying to tell me Macklemore deserved a Grammy. Come on, bro. Tay yes. Money is making movement. And first of all, while we're on this, I hate everybody who did not tell me that Tay Money was a white woman. I knew that music sucked for a reason. <laughs> so, the, the, what the, I would the, con- the Devil Wears Prada. To, what so I would I compare it to, like y'all seen that uh, that Geico tag team commercial? Yes. That uh uh. The, the fuck, I know y'all seen. I can't. I can't sing it. But where they're making the the Sundays, the scoops. Yeah. There it is. Mm-hmm. That is a great fucking commercial. Like Geico hit that one at the park. It's it's legitimate. It's authentic. It's funny. It's entertaining. 
it's those guys look like they're having fun tag team in that in that commercial. But then you have just like I saw a white commercial for like uh an insurance company. I think it was like Liberty, and you just had like a white dude like pop locking. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> this shit is terrible. <laughs> like you entertain me. Like Geico, that commercial was lit. But I have I thought about this. I'm gonna make a list because like just white mediocrity as a whole, it's it's it pisses me off. I love I, my I, people, just don't like the mediocre. Not not the Jake Fromm elite whites, but medi- mediocre whites. I was about to say, I think I've rounded out my list of uh, go-to white girl movies. What Mean Girls, Bridesmaids, uh, Twenty Seven Dresses, The Devil Wears Prada. And where'd it go? My best friend's wedding. Is that five? What? Yeah, no, I've never seen that. No, you should watch that. Definitely. That's a good movie. And it's a great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Yeah. That wasn't too bad. Yeah, those are some good ass movies. I love those movies. I don't know how we got here. But, anyways. um, Paul Rudd. Shout out to Paul Rudd. (laughs) Um, so I don't know if you got more. Well, is it white mediocrity? You know what? Yeah. So the 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 prosecutors in the Kyle Rittenhouse oh my God. another example of white mediocrity. <laughs> They're doing a terrible job oh of prosecuting, <laughs> and most likely Kyle Rittenhouse is going to uh, walk away a free man. So um, go ahead and be prepared for that. You heard it here first. Don't be surprised if he gets uh, knocked down guilty because. Uh, I've been keeping up with this a little bit. I actually tweeted out like right before the trial started, like what happened to this dude? And apparently he's uh, about to be walking free. Probably be a cop in a few years, then like a For mayor sure. or something like that. Then maybe like yeah. a presidential candidate. You know? Yeah. Like, after he deployed, after he deployed those tears on stand on the witness stand, and it was like, let's take a brief ten minute break. I was like, oh yeah, bro's walking free. Um, he's going straight to the crib. Yeah. No. I mean. He's he'll be fine. Unfortunately, that's really unfortunate. He he harmed a lot of people that night and was able to go have a beer and and basically brag on it in the same way that George Zimmerman was able to. Um, and you see, we see where George Zimmerman is. You know, I think last we heard he was in Decatur somewhere chilling. So um, Kyle Rittenhouse, I I would be very shocked if if Kyle Rittenhouse is convicted on any charge, honestly. Yeah, so I, I, I'm glad that people are making like memes about it. That's about the only satisfaction you're probably gonna get. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they could, I don't know, maybe they could hold him accountable for the whole state lines thing. But the, the thing that I don't really like about it with the law is that, like, hey, even though he wasn't legally supposed to have a gun in that place, like that just gets pushed aside. Like, well, he's here, so now he can quote unquote defend himself. Like, I watched a little video frame by frame. The first dude came at him, didn't have no weapon with a bag. He clipped him and started running. And then another guy, the dude that got killed, he hit him with the skateboard. He clipped him. And then the other cat with the pistol that got his bicep blown off, he like ran up on him or whatever. I guess he had his hands up and I guess he saw the pistol and he shot him too. My thing is, what I need to research is like, what is gun etiquette? I've heard stories like yo, you shoot somebody, you're supposed to like push your gun down, get the authorities, do something. But like, if another person sees another person running up the street with the fucking AR-15, and I have a gun in my head, I'm like, yo, this dude might be trouble. I'm gonna try to stop him. Like, I feel like if you ask any of those two-way people if they were in that same situation, when I see somebody running up and down the streets with a gun after people are saying like, yo, we shot somebody, 
especially in America, where we're the gold medalist of mass shootings, I would think he was, you know, doing something problematic. So with the second dude, I don't I don't see a problem with him running upon him because he's trying to do what he thought in his head was the right thing. And this goes back to the the thing that like, hey, adding more guns to a situation doesn't help. If he wasn't if he wasn't there, nobody gets shot. That's it's kind of a chicken the egg situation, but uh, it's just kind of unfortunate that that's the way that the things work work here. So that's yeah. my rule. He's definitely gonna get off, go to police academy, be a cop, probably in the same city to be honest, and terrorize black and brown people for decades to come. So. <sighs> Anywho, um, that definitely uh, dampened the mood. Uh, you know who didn't do that though? Paul Rudd. Yeah, Paul Rudd like- definitely uh, brings a lot of positivity into it. like every video I've seen about him has always been like super positive, and everybody loves him and all this good stuff. So good for him. Not sexy though. Facts. Anywho. Um, <clears throat> Unless you got anything, I, I kind of want to save the X Men thing for later, uh, just to get into that a little bit deeper. Um, well, I saw you sent something about, uh, I guess the Black album came out twelve years ago, and the, I saw I thought it was eighteen. Or damn, I'm old as fuck. So well, I guess the Black album came out eighteen years ago, and I just saw a tweet that said if Jay Z actually retired after the Black album, would he still be considered a top ten rapper all time? And uh, I would say yes, just because of Reasonable Doubt, Volume 2, and The Blueprint all came out before the Black Album. So, like, if you have those three out, like, if you having The Blueprint and Reasonable Doubt, you're not going to find a lot of rappers that have two albums better than any of those one albums. Obviously, it sucks that we wouldn't have gotten, like, American Gangster, Watch the Throne, and 444. Blueprint 2? No. Uh, but it's still, you know, those are still uh, three great albums to have. And having those two albums under your belt and then going out with the black album. That's like, I mean, I don't, I don't consider the black album a classic. It's a really good album. Um, but even if that's your last album, like you're going out on top, like that's about as good as you can go out. But I mean, blueprint obviously speaks for itself. Reasonable doubt speaks for itself. Uh, volume two is, is something I personally like. I mean, even, even the dynasty volume three, like, yeah, Jay Z had a great run, so yeah, he'd still be top ten for me. Facts. Um, shout out to um, who we got? Shout out to Jayla and uh, can't find uh, Kimrox. Definitely appreciate y'all uh, checking out the pod, the YouTube. Definitely subscribe on YouTube. Uh, if you got contact, we'll definitely subscribe back. Appreciate the support. Um, yeah, I think that's all we got. Great episode. Um, shout out to Chan. Shout out to Losi. Shout out to King Quest. Shout out to that GA boy. Uh, suffering Falcons fan slash supporter like myself. Everybody listen to it on YouTube or Apple Podcasts. All you good folks out there. Shout out to Red for checking us out. Coming through. You know, blessing the pod. Um, shout out to KJ. With tears. Tears. I don't know what Falcons tears. Fans. Can I, get, can I get off a hot take real quick? Just a real hot take about Sil Sonic before we get out. If the second single is not Skate and it is Fly Is Me, I think people still dislike it the same way they dislike Skate. Because I think they were expecting a different type of sound after hearing Leave the Door Open for four months. They were kind of expecting that type of sound. 
and Fly Is Me is a more like rapping up-tempo song and Skate is also an up-tempo song. And I don't know what people are listening to when they say that they don't like that song. I just think they were expecting something different. They were expecting a little bit more crooning behind it. So that's my hot take. If if Fly Is Me is the second single, then everybody's telling me that Fly Is Me is not a good song, just like they're doing with Skate. Well, Fly Is Me and Skate are two of the weaker songs on the album. So. Get the fuck out of here. They are. I guess oh we'll, we'll flesh that out when I actually listen to it. <laughs> um, Rev, you got any, got any shout outs? Um, yeah, shout out to Community. You spell it C-X-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y, Community. Um, they are the um, creators of the first ever HBCU Esports League. Um, and so they just wrapped up their Madden season um, and they played 2K. They, they stream every Sunday live at 12 p.m. on Twitch. It's usually on the front page because they have a partnership with Twitch and Verizon. They'll also be part of Michael B. Jordan and Invesco QQQ's Legacy Classic, which is coming up. Um, so shout out to them. Shout out to all the teams who participate in the league. Um, shout out to all the casters that participate. I think they are one of the only streaming uh, partners who have an all-black female like casting situation. So shout out to them. Um, shout out to um, Jonathan Majors for being absolutely beautiful. Um, call me. I don't care that you have a daughter. I will be a stepmother. I've lived this life um, long enough as a single person. I'll help take care of your kid. Um, and yeah, shout out to Jayla. And Kim Rocks, my friends who came to listen to me talk shit. And shout out to Paul Rudd, just for being Paul Rudd. <laughs> Yo, so if if possible, I would if if they if we could reach out, I'd like to get those uh those gamers on the podcast. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, shout out mm. to Ryan and Chris. Um, yeah, being being a former uh you know retired Madden legend in the streets. Um, I'd like to get their takes on like why Madden is a terrible game now. Oh, but I don't know if they'll tell you that because that'll fuck up the money, but they might talk about something else. Or maybe talk about, you know, why they enjoy playing Madden. I mean, I, yeah. I know they recognize the glitches and the downfalls of the game, but um, yeah, Tech Messiah, aka Savage, whatever you go by, what, what, what shout outs you got? Anything? Um, I just want to give a shout out to everybody in the chat, of course, um, just like you did. And, um, all my people back home in Meridian, Mississippi, and my little brother Nicholas, um, and just everybody. Like, thanks for for vibing with us. Um, yeah, Marcus, I'm still looking for um, a woman to impregnate. By the way, okay, here we go. Here Jesus we go. Christ. Well, speaking of getting impregnated, uh, on this day four years ago, my youngest son was born. So happy birthday to him! Happy birthday! Uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't give me too much hype. And uh, shout out to. <laughs> Shout out to Anderson Packer, Bruno Mars for dropping the album of the year. I mean, it's a great album, man. I'm telling you, it's 31 minutes of heat. Yeah, no, it, you're right. It's one of the better albums that I've been able to hear all year. So it it likely is album of the year. I, I don't, I can't think of an album that's better than a night with six. A, is it a night or an evening with Silk Sonic? An, an evening. evening. What they need to do is like the next album. It needs to be like the morning after with with Silk Sonic, and then like. And then maybe like the trip to the clinic with Silk Sonic, and then like. Oh, that going too far. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I am interested in how they tour this without going too far into another discussion. But I'm I'm interested to see how they how they tour this because this seems like the type of album, like how J Cole did with 2014 Forest Hills Drive, that you can run from top to bottom. Like you don't have to mix up the set list. You can play 
you can perform this from track one to track whatever's last eight seven um let's talk about if we're gonna keep this baby with with silk sonic okay so no with silk sonic (laughs) (laughs) but my one shout out would be and i'm gonna flesh this out at another time but um yeah so i i did go to the san diego zoo and if you follow me on twitter i saw by far the most worthless useless unnecessary animal display at a real life professional zoo these these people in one of their displays had the unmitigated gall to have wait for it one singular raccoon (laughs) <laughs> they, found yeah. <laughs> they had a placard and everything like <laughs> this is what it eats i'm like if i knew people were paying money to watch raccoons y'all could have came to my trash can anytime between like 2 30 and about 5 a.m when i lived in south carolina and i could show you all the raccoons you wanted you know people like have raccoons as pets now that is fucking disgusting white people <laughs> i hate i i didn't I say hate I hate raccoons. You are, go, you were to go to Paul Rudd's house to see a raccoon in there. <laughs> I love him still. I have been traumatized. I, you know what? Just in case Pete is listening, I'm not going to tell you. I, yeah. Anyways, yes. Yeah, so KTSC have live <laughs> <laughs> raccoons. Um, we we out. <laughs>